welcome to I'm Jealous, a podcast hosted by me, Vicki Cato. Uh, it tells the story of my journey to finding myself and starting my business. Hi guys, I am back. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to be here. Yesterday was quite a day. Um, I am going to play what I recorded yesterday it, it's a bit painful. <laughs> um, I had my breakdown yesterday. Today is better. I am back at it again. And that is a song that has just been on repeat in my head. Oh my God, I'm back at it again. Okay, so yes, I was down. Yes, I had a breakdown yesterday. But today I am back and I'm feeling revitalized, energized, all the eyes that that it it takes okay so i'm here i'm back i'm excited about life i'm excited about my business okay and so i want to share with you all what has been going on the last couple of weeks so i'm going to start the episode with a little bit of an update and then i'm going to discuss the topic so in the second part of the episode i'm going to discuss doubt You'll see when I play what happened yesterday, why doubt is the discussion topic for this week. (laughs) And then I will end the episode with a little discussion on who it is that I'm jealous of this week. Uh, And I'm going to try to stick to this structure because structure is good. Everybody likes structure. So yeah, there you have it. Let's get into it. So I saw a business strategist from Alberta Women Entrepreneurs. Her name was Jennifer and she was great. She was so nice and kind to talk to. It was a really easy conversation that I had with her and she basically just listened to me like what I was doing, asking me some questions, giving me some feedback and just some ideas from the different women that she's worked with on what's worked and what hasn't worked. I told her I was kind of struggling in terms of my target demographic because initially I just wanted to focus on tall women specifically. And then I had heard some feedback from Karen and then also from um, Candice at Buttercream that me focusing only on tall women would not be big enough of a market and then she had said to me like well what is the total number of tall women like what is the number that you're using and I told her about the market research that I had done and that it came in around you know half a million five hundred thousand women in North America are what would be considered tall so needing a 34 inch inseam or longer and she was like okay well that doesn't seem like a lot And I thought she was going to say that, oh, that seems like a lot. But she's like, no, it doesn't seem like a lot because really to obtain 1% market of um, a demographic, she's like, that's very difficult. So you might be looking at 500,000 and think to yourself, oh, all I need is 1% of that, which would be 5,000 customers. And then I would be set. I would have a business. Um, But she's like, you typically won't be able to get 1% market penetration. And I was like, okay, that's news to me because I thought 1%, that seems like totally doable. So it was really great talking to her. And the other thing that she mentioned was that I can meet with her on a monthly basis completely for free um, and just, you know, touch base with her and tell her how things are going and ask any questions and kind of go through any issues I'm having doing some brainstorming and stuff like that 
And that was really great because I had planned to meet with April. Our meeting was actually supposed to be coming up next week, um, but I would have to pay for that. And it would be, I want to say she charges like $150 an hour. Um, She's a trained um, therapist and career coach. So it would be covered under my benefits, but I've used all of my benefits already, so I would have to pay out of pocket. And so I was thinking about just doing a half hour session, but even that would be, you know, I think I think she said it was like maybe seventy or eighty dollars, something like that. So I would have to pay that out of pocket. And if I continue to see Jennifer at AWE, it will be completely free. And so obviously free is better for me. And the fact that Jennifer is also a trained business strategist, she's an analyst and she knows a lot and she works with a lot of entrepreneurs. She actually has um, a business of her own doing this on the side as well as working for AWE. So she was like, yeah, we can meet every month and that's totally fine, completely free. And I was like, okay, well, that's great because then that can provide me kind of with the accountability that I was looking for from April, as well as hopefully some different strategies to deal with some of the difficulties um, that I might be having in my business at that time. So I'm going to book another appointment with her for July and August and just keep on going like that for the rest of the year. And, you know, next year my benefits will, you know, restart. And so I might want to meet with April and see how it compares to Jennifer's coaching. And yeah, just kind of go from there. But all in all, it was a really great meeting. She did make me think about things a little bit differently. And we really, both of us were going back and forth on whether or not the targeting tall women really made sense or not. And she had said that, you know, it is important to have a small niche and that that does make sense and it is a little bit easier to build your brand awareness amongst a smaller group of people um, that really need your product. So we started talking about this company called Unbelt. This is now the second time I've heard about it. I also saw the founder of Unbelt on um Business Links newsletter, and she's actually going to be taking part in a panel discussion coming up in the next couple of weeks. I wasn't really interested in the panel discussion, but I did really want to hear from her just because after talking to Jennifer, um, she had a really great idea with this whole Unbelts thing, and her company has been very successful. So I wanted to hear from her. So I'm still deciding whether or not I'll um, attend the panel discussion. We'll see. Um, But yeah, she just told me about how for her, um, the founder of Unbelts, that she actually was able to grow her business by niching down. So there was a really small group of women who were using the belt specifically for riding horses. So show riding of horses apparently is a big thing and it's quite expensive and the women who do want these kinds of belts because I guess they look nice they sit smoothly and they're comfortable and so she realized that there was this whole other market segment that she wasn't aware of and then she started kind of creating special products specifically with them in mind and it was able to help her to grow her business because she was actually thinking at the time to expanding into other areas like location wise 
Um, but because of the success she had in growing her company by targeting a different um, customer segment, she actually didn't have to expand to a new location. So yeah, it was just great to hear. It was a really great meeting. So I'm definitely excited to meet with her again. Um, the other thing that happened, I'm not sure if I'd mentioned before that I started um, weekly to-do lists. So I obviously, I've said this before, I often get overwhelmed and feel scattered and I'm not really sure what to do first, next, etc. So I've worked on my high level timeline and goals. So what I want to accomplish with this business overall for the rest of the year and then also five years out um, three years out and two years out as well so just high level goals nothing too detailed Um, but then I've also started doing weekly to-do lists in google sheets Um, they have these really nice uh, templates for to-do lists where when you check it off it automatically x's through um that task. So it's been super helpful for me. I started it last week and yeah, it's been really good. I'm trying to limit myself to 10 items per week and I'm putting down pretty specific tasks. And in doing that, I've also kind of stated in my mind and I've also written it down that the number one goal and focus is my customer and my product. So everything else um, comes secondary to that. So if I'm able to, you know, say DM with somebody who's a potential customer on Instagram, that obviously is going to take precedent to everything else because my customer is the number one thing. And then second to that is the product itself. So the pants. So when there's something in terms of the design, the production, anything like that, that needs to be my top priority and everything else kind of comes after that. But I like this because at least I'm able to see what I have accomplished and what still needs to be accomplished. And I also have it for the entire year. So all of the things I want to have done on a really big spreadsheet that I can kind of tie it back to as well. So what I'm hoping to accomplish in this month, I can actually look and see, okay, what did I actually get done week over week? And does that match up with what I wanted to have done in June? So last week was pretty good. I got quite a few things done. I emailed all of my revisions to Amanda for the prototype. We're going to be doing a second prototype with all of those edits. Um, I chose some fabric from Kendor. I did not end up using Gordon's or Telio. Um, For now, I'm going to stick with Kendor. I'm thinking about maybe looking into some other sustainable fabrics, but for now, I'm just going to um, get my sample yardage from Kendor and use that to do my samples. Um, The other thing that I was working on last week and into this week as well was setting up my social media accounts. So I'm starting right now just with Instagram and I'm trying to kind of take things slowly. So in June, I want to focus specifically on Instagram and then starting in July, I'm going to try to... um, start adding in some other things so potentially what I'm thinking is maybe 
getting onto TikTok, but that's going to have a lot to do with if I have my samples and prototypes and stuff ready because I don't want to just be on TikTok like doing dances and stuff. I want to actually have this be about my business and you know about showing people what I've got going on and some of the struggles um, for dressing women of different shapes and sizes and that type of thing. So I think TikTok is probably going to be later on into July. Um, I am also going to want to have a LinkedIn page, a Twitter account, um, and a Facebook business page. So I'm not going to do all of those at once. I'm going to do one at a time. For now, for the month of June, I'm only going to do Instagram, and then I'm going to see how things go in July, maybe start with Twitter in July, and then TikTok end of July and then on and on for the other ones um, down the road into the rest of the year. Um, The other thing is I wanted to find a seamstress or a tailor that I could work with to kind of partner with so that I could provide that custom fit option and I found someone I think I talked about her Yandy, she's local, she's wonderful, she's so sweet, but she's never gotten back to me. So I do want to follow up with her and see if this is something that she might be interested in or not. Um, I, I'm i not sure, I don't want to push it. Like if she's not, if this isn't something that she's excited by, I don't want to work with someone who's not excited by it. And that might sound, you know, kind of ridiculous because you're just starting out Vicky you kind of have to force people to work with you and I get that but at the same time I mean what I really liked about Amanda was that she did seem like like excited to work with me like yeah no I get it this is cool this is fun and I would like to have that same type of energy from all of the people that I work with Um, so I don't want to for someone or push someone into working with me if that's not something that they want for themselves. Um, It was the same way with wanting to get Janelle to be my business partner on this and she wasn't really that into it and you know my sister maybe not that into it I don't want to push it because I just only want to work with people who want to do this that are passionate about it and interested in it so I am going to follow up with her. I'm not going to just totally let it die, but I'm just going to give it a little bit more time and reach out to her when I do have my second round of prototypes. Amanda's going to do part two of the uh, more professional style of pant, and then she's also going to provide me with the... um, a prototype for the more casual style of pant. So... That's all hopefully coming in the next couple of weeks here. And then when I have those, I'm going to hopefully reach out to Yandy and talk to her about my idea again and see if she would want to partner with me. And if not, cool, then I'll have to find somebody else or maybe just scrap that idea altogether because that was the other thing I was thinking of is maybe I just don't offer the custom fit option at all. Maybe that's not something that I need to have. Um... But I do want to at least kind of put it out there and see how many people do want that, who are willing to pay an additional fee for it, um, because I feel like that is a good selling feature. So we'll see how that goes down down the line. Um, 
The other thing that I wanted to work on last week and into this week was to complete my landing page. So I talked to Miriam about, you know, the work that she's doing on my website and how it kind of isn't necessary at this stage because I don't have my product yet. I'm still not 100% sure when I will. So for her to do all of this work on my website when I'm not really sure of my launch date doesn't make a ton of sense. So I'm putting that on hold. And in the meantime, um, instead of working on a Shopify website, I'm going to use MailChimp to create a landing page, um, still with my same domain name because I purchased um, all of my domain names, so many of them. Um, So I own them and I can use that to create a landing page in MailChimp where I can be directing people to in the interim until I do have my Shopify website set up and I'm ready to actually start selling online because there is going to be, you know, probably another two or three months where I'm still researching, I'm still getting my samples made and also working out crowdfunding and Kickstarter because with Kickstarter, I'm not going to be simultaneously selling on my Shopify store and selling on Kickstarter. It's going to be all Kickstarter. And then once I do hopefully reach my goal, then I can start having people buy my clothes on my Shopify website. So I'm still working out the timing for that. I kind of have a rough idea that I did put in my timeline as to when all of this is going to be done. So in June, I want to have my landing page set up in um, MailChimp. So it'll be functional in terms of I'll be able to direct people there. They can put in their email addresses and I can... um, email them when my Kickstarter launches, or if I decide I'm not going to use Kickstarter, I can email them when my Shopify site is ready and when they can start to buy stuff online um, for me. (laughs) And in June, I also want to have um, a mock-up done of my actual Shopify website as well. So I want to have a better idea of the photography that I'm going to need. And by doing a website mock-up, I think it's going to give me a better idea of what I also need from um, Miriam. Because if I know, okay, I want to have this um, video at the beginning and then I want to have this picture here and I'm going to have a little you know blurb here some copy here and there and I'm going to have this and that it's just going to make me feel like I can provide better instructions um, when I have all of that kind of set in my mind so I would like to do that also in June Um, in July I'm going to do a lot of um research on Kickstarter. I'm also going to hopefully be approving my prototypes and my samples, um, but I really do want to focus on Kickstarter research and figuring out how I'm going to launch my business. Am I going to do it on Kickstarter or am I not? And if I am going to do it on Kickstarter, what would be the best way to be successful on Kickstarter? So that's the big thing for July. Um, And then in July, I will still have 
the landing page. So no Shopify website yet. Um, and I wanted to also see if I could do a mini photo shoot with my samples in July. I think that would be great for me to put onto my landing page and onto Instagram um, and to kind of also test out my photographer. So I kind of narrowed it down to three photographers that I want to work with. Um, two of them are black women. One of them is a white woman. The two black women I did really like their photography, like their work, but their charges were a bit higher and I, I'm leaning more towards Karen who is white and who was referred to me by B and I've seen her work and she does a really great job and she's also a pleasure to work with is what B said and she's also, you know, a woman so that's great. Um, I was hoping to work with a black woman in terms of like lighting. There are some things that it can be difficult to photograph or not difficult. I guess it would just be, it's different to photograph women with darker skin versus women with lighter skin. So I wanted to work with someone who maybe had more experience with that. Um, but right now I'm leaning more towards Karen because her prices are good and she also has a really great product. So Right now, that's what I'm thinking. If I could do a mini photo shoot with her just to start in July to see kind of how it goes, how we work together, and then also the quality of her work. And if it's the same style that I'm envisioning, I think would be great. And if it's not, then I can go to the other two women I was thinking about using. Um, and I also wanted to, in July, record a short video for my MailChimp landing page. <clears throat> to see if I'd be able to add that in there just like kind of a little introduction of who I am and what I'm doing um, something kind of short to the point but I think it would be helpful for people to kind of have a little bit of um, a description coming from me instead of just the words on the website and I also thought that would be a great practice run for the kickstarter video as well um and then into July, or into August, I should say, it's just going to be working more with the samples and the prototypes, and then hopefully also requesting factory samples and getting final pricing um, for the garment. So yeah, I've got every month like this, and there's a ton of different um, focuses for each month. Like in September, I said all my focus should be on marketing. Um, Kickstarter launch, all of that stuff. So I've got a lot of things going. I'm glad that I have it all listed down and it's providing me with a lot more focus, which is great. And I know for this week that I've got a few things that I am working on. Um, I want to write and post um, a blog. I have some work I want to do on my business plan. I've already um, revised my lean canvas, just updated it, didn't make a bunch of changes, but now that I kind of have a better idea of what I'm doing, I wanted to have an updated lean canvas, so I did that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it in terms of what I've got going on, so... This coming week, I just want to really focus on writing out my 
business plan and my customer persona. I want to finish my landing page. I want to continue posting regularly regularly on Instagram. Um, I'm going to do the blog post um, and do some research on hashtags. So I've got a few things on the go still. Um, I'm just looking through them now. Yeah, ordering my sample yardage, that's something that I have to do. One of the fabrics that I wanted to get, um, they actually didn't have it in stock. So um, Holly from Kendor wanted to know if I wanted to just wait until it is in stock or if I should just, or if she should just go ahead and we're going to order it without it. And then when it comes in, I could get it later. So still working on that with the sample yardage. Um, I have my fabric selections pretty much narrowed down which I feel good about I'm just excited to see how they actually look when they're made into pants you know and that's the other thing with the samples is that originally I was thinking okay I'm just gonna have samples made out of whatever fabric I choose but now I feel like the fabric that I use is a really big deal and I want it to be the best so I'm ordering three different types of fabric for the different styles of pants and I want to test out all of them so I'm going to have samples made in all of the fabrics and I'm going to wear them I'm going to probably get my sister to wear them and then we'll see how they wear and see what is best and then it can help us to decide what to go with at the end of the day for the final um, samples anything else here Oh, trim sourcing. And I'm actually going to have to move that up because I need to provide Amanda with the trim. So zippers, pocket linings, buttons, hook closures, all of that stuff I'm going to have to provide. And I don't know anything about trims. So I'm going to be doing some research on that. Um, yeah, it's still going to be a busy couple of weeks as always. I can't wait to take some time off, not from my business, but from like my day job so that I can just do my business. <laughs> Stick around and right after the break, I will play what I recorded yesterday and we'll have a little chat about doubt. I've been doing some work, trying to work on my elevator pitch, trying to settle on my business plan and really kind of focus on exactly what it is I'm doing because I do still feel a little bit scattered. So I just wanted to kind of like put it in writing what it is, what is my unique selling proposition, what is going to be my main focus. And I know that it's fit. I just wasn't sure exactly, and I'm still not really sure what is the vision behind that, right? And I have a few different things that I'm thinking about. So I was really working on that today and I wanted to 
finish my landing page so I could get that up and ready just so that I have some place that I can direct people when I meet them to say oh if you're curious about what I'm doing go check out my website it has a little bit more information and you can sign up for our newsletter Um, and it will just have updates on what I've got going on and when I do my first um, launch and you know when I'm on kickstarter all of that stuff so I just really wanted to finish my landing page this weekend Um, and then I don't even know how I got to it, but I had Googled something and this article came up like a blog. And so I clicked on it and then I clicked some more and I just went into something else. And it was seriously like, maybe like the first page, um, was talking about how you can get custom fit women's workwear and I know like I've gone through this before I know about like Ishakti and Sumisura Sumisura something I think that's how it's called how it's pronounced but they're not new to me when I first started this and I reached out to Diana who is a designer in Quebec um, to talk to her about my idea and she told me hey I did a little bit of research and there are all these companies that already do it and I was like oh shit and then it made me second guess myself at that stage Um, but I've kind of put that in the back of my mind and was just going ahead with this idea still like, no, I'm doing this. (sighs) And then it just kind of came back to me like really heavy because this article listed 10 different companies that do this same thing, custom fit workwear for women, provide your measurements, or this one company actually has, um, has an app that you can use where you can actually take pictures of yourself and it will magically through technology um, figure out what your fit is and provide that to you and they have um, they have unlimited revisions returns exchanges all of that stuff so there is no like there's no worry you're gonna get pants that fit so my my sell, my thing that I'm like banking everything on is that you'll be able to find pants that fit and these companies are already doing that. The thing is, is that they don't have pants that I personally would be like dying to put on. Like, And I think that's just kind of a taste thing where, and it, it was the same thing with Ishakti and Samisura. It's like, the website itself doesn't really speak to me. It's not really for me, I feel like. I think it's for a different type of customer. And I don't know. I think I'm really going to have to like lean into who my customer is so that I don't kind of get lumped in with them and so that there is a really like a difference there. Um but this other company that I found that is doing it exactly, that has the technology and everything, um, they're called Red Threads. And it's a woman-owned company. They promote working women. They Just a lot of the same values that I have, this other company has. Um, it's just, yeah, maybe not necessarily my taste. Um, but the other like thing that really got to me is that 
I was thinking that this is going to be revolutionary in that we're getting rid of sizes. We're not having sizes anymore. And this company, that is their slogan, right? Is like size me, um, which is like, shit, that's what I was thinking. That's what I just put up on my Instagram, not even having no, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm coming up with this genius thing and they've already done it. So yeah, I just feel like shit. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to do this. I'm just giving up. Like, this is a waste, you know? So that's kind of where I am right now. And it's a little bit hard for me to focus on what I wanted to have this week's podcast be about, which was, you know, jealousy and whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing I just had a lot more planned for today but my mind is just so focused on like Vicky what the fuck are you doing like you can't do this you're not doing anything special you don't know what you're doing you have no experience in this industry no one is going to listen to you or take you seriously no one's gonna want what you're selling just all of these really bad negative oh my god I think I'm gonna cry (laughs) oh my god I don't just all of these really bad negative thoughts of like like this has just been so hard And now I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere. And then with this, it's just like another thing that makes me feel like just so stupid. Like here I was thinking, oh my God, I'm coming up with something so great and so different and people are going to be super excited by it. And now I'm like, no, <laughs> like, like, no, not really. I mean, this other company is doing the exact same thing. So what makes you different why would anything I don't know it's just yeah a not a great day now and not what I was expecting because I just like I have so many things on my to-do list and like moving ahead and moving forward and being like super positive And I don't know why it's just all hitting me that like, like this really might not work. And everything that I'm doing and thinking about and planning, like it could all just be for nothing, you know, like who's going to show up to my party, like that type of thing. Like why? Why would anyone? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Hopefully this is just going to be like the introduction to my actual episode. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to be feeling a little bit better. And this is just like a momentary moment of weakness. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to rally and I'm going to come back strong. That is what I'm hoping. I'm going to come back strong. 
And I know this, like I know that I just have to kind of power through. I just really wish that I could see into the future that this was, that I'm on the right path, that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Because right now I'm just really shook up, like, yeah. (sighs) Okay. Let's take a quick break. (laughs) So, (laughs) I'm sure now you can see why this episode is going to be about doubt. Oh my goodness, it's hard to listen back to that. And that just was me, like, hours ago. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I'm back. I'm back and it's fine, guys. Like, I'm actually fine. I just, like, I just feel bad for myself in that moment. But, yeah, doubt is such a crazy thing. And I was reading some articles last night about it and how Sarah Blakely was saying that that is one of the biggest just, like, killers of success is doubt. And it's what stops entrepreneurs from getting further and you know building these billion dollar companies is because doubt creeps in you know there's a lot of things that come to mind that make me feel like why why would you be able to do this like what are your chances of success you know and it's just not all the time and it's getting a lot better now but sometimes where it's just that kind of constant stream of just negative talk And I think especially as women and then especially as a woman of color where you have that like imposter syndrome of like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not strong enough, I don't have enough confidence, just not enough in general to really be successful doing something like this. And the fact that there is no playbook, that I don't have anyone that I feel like I can really go to and talk about this it's been really, really tough. And sometimes the doubt really gets to me and just feeling like, yeah, I don't even want to say out loud some of like the really bad stuff that I think about because I don't want to give it that kind of power. But just some of the thoughts are just so bad of not thinking that I'm going to be able to do it. And I've done hard things before. like I, And that's the thing that I just try to remind myself is that I know that it's possible to do this and I know that I have to just keep going in order to give myself a fair shot of being successful with this and so when I do have those thoughts of doubt I try to remind myself of that and I try to not act on those thoughts of doubt um But yeah, they do still keep popping up, don't they? And I'm glad that now I know better than to let it completely deter me. Um, But I do listen to it a little bit. And I think what I learned from just this last um, episode (laughs) with the doubt and the crying and the tears, I think what I learned was that there was something that wasn't quite sitting right and it was similar to 
when I had talked to Karen from Bloom and she brought up some points and it made me start second guessing myself and what I was doing. And then I realized that, oh, I need to do some more research. I need to figure things out more. Like I can't just be running. Like I can't just keep running and not actually be looking where I'm going type of thing. So I think with this last episode, what I've realized is that there was a reason why I was feeling that wave of doubt. And I think part of it was because I knew in looking at those other brands who have a similar product offering that my unique selling proposition was not unique enough and that I needed to do better. And even before seeing those other companies all listed there, which made it a lot more like gut punchy, um, even before seeing those, I could feel it. Like when I was trying to do the elevator pitch and like describe what makes my brand so different, it was hard for me to articulate that. And now I understand why. And now I've worked through it and I feel stronger about my value proposition and I feel stronger about my elevator pitch and I have a lot more focus. So I think that's the thing that I'm learning is that the doubt should be listened to. It just shouldn't be necessarily acted upon irrationally. So when I do doubt myself I don't know if it's just because I'm like emotional I don't even know if I'm really that much of an emotional person but sometimes I can be extreme Um, and I think maybe that's what it is is that when I decide I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it and it goes the opposite way too where it's just like you know what you know I'm done I'm done 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 you know, not going back. It's just like a complete write-off. And I struggled with that a lot growing up where it was like, it was either perfection or it was nothing. Like I would not hand in assignments if I was not happy with them. And so then I'd get a zero because I'd rather have a zero than like 60% because I either want it to be perfect where it's like 90%, my best work, everything is the way that I want it, or I'd rather just not hand it in. So that's the extremes that I'm talking about. And I think sometimes with doubt, I will take it to the extreme in that it's like, okay, that means that I'm completely out of my league. I'm so stupid. I have to throw out this entire thing and start from scratch versus no, babe, this could just be like, you know, a pivot, like open your eyes a little bit, maybe think about things a little bit differently, you know that type of thing as opposed to throw it all in the garbage type of thing so I think that is what I'm learning and that has been able to provide me with a lot more understanding in terms of business and what's going to be required going forward and then also personally like I feel personally that I need to get better at doing that of not doubting myself and even when I do doubt myself think about why and how I can make it better as opposed to just thinking like okay I have to just like scrap the whole thing so yeah that was that was my breakdown (laughs) but 
I've come away with a lot more understanding. And I think for me specifically, doubt is probably going to be something that continues to come out. I'm just going to have to find ways to deal with it. And I think the more that I can deal with it, you know, in a more structured way and in a less emotional way, I think, is going to be better for me. And I really wish that I could talk to other women about this, other women entrepreneurs, and it might be something that I do kind of add to my list because I've kind of been making a list of questions I would like to ask in an interview to a successful entrepreneur. And maybe if I do reach out to Karen again, I can ask her about that, how how they deal with doubt and if it was something that they um, felt along the way or if they were just, you know, very certain of what it was they were doing. Because when I read how I built this, it seemed like most of the entrepreneurs were quite certain um, and didn't have very much doubt. And I think because of that, it makes me feel like I'm not, maybe I'm not doing this the right way, or maybe I don't have the right idea or the right thing, or maybe I'm just not cut out to be an entrepreneur because I struggle with doubt so much. And so I think that's why I really do want to ask people who have been successful in their businesses if it's something that they've dealt with and how they've dealt with it if they have. Um, So I'm definitely going to try to ask that to whoever I talk to next. Yeah. And I think the other reason too why this struggle with doubt kind of hits home a little bit harder maybe is because I know that I have issues with knowing myself and trusting myself and I think that sometimes is where the doubt comes from. Like if I knew myself better and if I could really tap into that deep sense of knowing and trust in myself and what I think and what I want, then it would make this journey a bit easier but because I don't really feel very confident or very self-assured generally in my life it just keeps coming back to me of like what are you doing why are you doing this who are you to do this like just all of those questions of like doubt and yeah not not trusting myself and not trusting my own thoughts that they're the right ones. So I think that's probably part of why it keeps coming up and then also why it hurts so bad, why I, I take it personally. Because I know I know that this is something that happens and you know, in the startup owner's manual they talk about it, how you know you're gonna learn things that are going to make you change what you're doing and that that's not a bad thing. That should be embraced. Um, but for me, because I already don't really feel like I know what I'm doing. Every little thing that maybe points in a different direction, it just makes me feel like, oh, well, I was stupid for thinking that to begin with. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so for today's Jelly Spotlight, I want to talk about someone we all know well, and that is Miss Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely started Spanx in 1998, I believe, and she did it while she was selling fax machines, and she did it with her own savings of, I think it was $5,000, something like that. This is how the folklore goes. I haven't read her book. I would like to, and I feel like once I have some time, hopefully next year I'm going to go on some sort of a vacation for my mom's 60th birthday. And when I do, I'll be on a beach and I'll have a bunch of books to read and I'm going to feel so happy. And I'm hoping that Sarah's book is going to be one of them. Um, and yeah, so she started her company with her own savings account. She patented her idea for Spanx and was able to turn it into a billion dollar corporation. And it's one that she is the sole shareholder in. So she completely owns her company. So unlike a lot of the really big companies that we know and hear so much about, she was able to retain full ownership, which is something that I, of course, would like to do. And hopefully I'm going to have a building. I'll have a, sorry, a business that's even close to what she has now. I mean, it's just mind boggling to think about. And even just trying to get the words out to say it, it's kind of like, oh my God, do I even want to say it? Like, it just seems so crazy and far-fetched, but I was reading something and it said that she actually wrote down um, on a piece of paper that she wanted to create um, a million dollar company and I want to write the same thing down on paper. And I've also heard of other people doing some other types of like, you know, realization, that type of work where you write a check to yourself for like a million dollars and I want to do that as well. So I'm going to write the letter to myself or the note just saying that I want to build a million, billion. I'm not sure if I'm going to say million or billion. The idea of a billion dollar company seems wild to me, but I want to build a business. I want to be the boss and I want to help women and I want to be able to provide for my family and other families as well and give back and hopefully just be a blessing to people. So I'm going to write that down and I'm also going to write a check to myself um, for a million dollars and I'm going to date it for five years from now. So (laughs) So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I wanted to talk about Sarah because when I get scared and frustrated, sometimes I think about her and I pretend to be her. And so I just want to give her, obviously, she obviously already has all the kudos. I follow her everywhere and she has a lot to say about how she was able to be successful and I really appreciate that that she gives a lot back to other women and yeah just the fact that she was able to do it without you know a master's degree in business or you know she had a sales background selling fax machines and she grew up in a household where she was encouraged to take those chances in her life and to believe in herself and I feel like that probably was also really instrumental in her success and 
I want to create that for myself. So I didn't have that so much growing up, but that's something that I want to try to develop in my own life is that, you know, believing in myself, that belief in myself and giving myself the permission to make mistakes and know that it's all going to be in the pursuit of building this business and becoming a better, stronger, smarter woman at the end of the day. And so in order to do that, I have to be able to, you know, make some mistakes sometimes. And so it's important that I kind of give myself that room and asking people for things, selling, you know, being rejected, that to me is still really difficult. And it's something that Sarah talks about. I keep referring to her as Sarah, like she's like my good friend, like Sarah. Okay, Sarah Blakely talks about this quite a bit, all of the rejection that she went through while she was not only selling fax machines door to door and how people would slam the door in her face and did not want her to be there, but also when she was starting her business and how it was really difficult for her to find a manufacturing partner to work with or anyone who would even want to talk to her about this idea. So, you know, I am jealous of her. I'm jealous of all of the success that she's been able to have and the strength and the courage that it would have taken her to get so far. I'm really jealous of that. And I'm letting that jealousy motivate me and push me forward and try to follow in her footsteps as best I can. Um, I don't currently have um, a master class subscription, but I am thinking about getting one specifically so I can listen to Sarah's um, master class. Um, again, it's hard for me to feel like I have time right now to do that, but I do feel like it would be really helpful, so I'm thinking about it, and I will report back as to if and when I do do it, but I've heard good things about it, and I think it would be really helpful for me as I'm going forward and still really in the beginning stages of starting this company, so yeah, that is the Jelly Spotlight for this week's episode. Sarah Blakely, the founder and CEO of Spanx, the billion-dollar company. They've branched out into other things, not just shapewear. They have pants and tops and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And yeah, she just seems like a really amazing woman. Um, like I said, I follow her on LinkedIn, and she provides a lot of you know, really inspirational thoughts and questions and yeah just teaching so if you don't already follow her i would encourage you to do so maybe when i post on instagram i might do a little at sarah blakely and see where that gets me <laughs> okay and the other thing i wanted to do was encourage you all to like share and subscribe to this podcast i do not say this enough but i do want to remind you all if you haven't already subscribed and you do like the podcast please please like it and share it it helps people to find me at least that's what people tell me it does <laughs> and yeah i would love it if i could have more people listen to the podcast so if you do like it please share, write a review, subscribe, find me on Instagram. I do have a new Instagram name. Is it called a name? I don't know. 
is it a can I don't know. Anyways, I am on Instagram more now and I have shared some pictures, some designs. Um, the first prototype is up there. You can see it in my stories and I am going to be posting on a regular basis. I'm sure I said this before, but it was a lie. <laughs> but this time I'm telling the truth. I'm going to be posting at least every three days is my goal. So I have like, you know, a calendar. It's a little bit lax, you know how I do, but it's there of girl, you need to post something, you need to share a story, that kind of thing. So I'm definitely getting better at it. It is a learning experience. I had never used stories before just this last couple of weeks, but I'm learning and I'm actually enjoying it more than I thought. I found Canva and I'm actually enjoying that as well. So find me on Instagram. It's at Nikado underscore fit. So N-K-E-D-O underscore F-I-T or you can just search I'm Jealous and it should come up or you can search Nikado N-K-E-D-O and that also comes up. So please find me and connect with me on Instagram. I am working on my landing page right now that will have details about the clothing line and how I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to provide value to my customers. Um, and then that, that will also have details on the Kickstarter campaign when it launches um, and all of that good stuff. So please find me and connect with me. And as always, thank you so much for listening and for being here for me. I need you more than you know, and I appreciate you more than you know. So thank you. Until next week, we will talk again. Bye. Thanks for listening. 